Hello and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. Today is a very, very important day. Not only is it the first day of the rest of your life, May 3rd is World Press Freedom Day, established back in 1993 by the UN General Assembly after events unfolded involving journalists and free speech in Africa. World Press Day serves as a reminder, of course, of the importance of a free press and a functioning and safe society. It's also a day to commemorate the many journalists who lost their lives in support of free press. It's also National Paranormal Day, so you will see and hear plenty of interesting things, especially on social media. Plenty of freaks will be out and about. Free press allows for me to say that. And it's two different colored shoes day. So if you happen to see people wearing two different shoes, at least for today, it may not be that strange. On the food calendar, it's Chocolate Custard Day. That is kind of strange. Back on Monday, which was Chocolate Parfait Day, I said basically if it has chocolate in it or on it, it's good by me. Well, I'd like to retract that statement now because chocolate custard honestly doesn't actually sound that good. Custard, I think, should taste like, well, custard. And in the headlines, ICE agents, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Well, they should probably be enforcing immigration, right? On the same day, a Mexican national who had been deported four times but kept coming back over the U.S. border was arrested for killing five people, including a nine-year-old child in Texas. And the same day, the Biden administration announced 1,500 troops will go to the border to bolster resources. This will free up Border Patrol agents to perform their critical law enforcement duties. We get a shocking memo from a Biden administration nominee. Chris Salcedo, host of the Chris Salcedo Show on Newsmax, picks up coverage. Glad you made it back, everybody. Senate Republicans are seeking a damning memo from Biden's Labor Department nominee, Julie Sue. 2017, that memo reportedly directed her staff to obstruct, yes, obstruct and refuse entry to ICE agents who visited the labor offices looking to apprehend illegal aliens. That's right. Joe Biden's nominee allegedly sought to protect those who are breaking the law. Joining me now is Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville. He sits on the Senate Armed Services Committee. Uh, great to see you, Senator. Plenty of examples of illegal aliens committing horrendous crimes since Biden took office. Many Americans are rightly pointing out that illegals would not be committing crimes if they weren't allowed to break into our nation in the first place. President Trump proved that Democrat lawlessness at the at the border doesn't have to be our normal. Can the GOP shame enough Democrats to stop another lawless nominee from getting power in Biden's government? You would hope so, Chris. This is a huge problem. And if you look at all the bad things going going on across our country, you know, the crime, inflation or bad education, everything starts at the at the border. But, you know, talking about Julie Sue, who is a commissioner of labor in the state of California. First of all, let's talk about the problem she had as commissioner when uh, COVID hit. Uh, somehow she lost 30 billion with a B, uh, $30 billion to fraud in California alone. And uh, it just evaporated in thin air. And of course she blamed it on uh, fraud cartels, people and, and not people not knowing how to go by the rules. So that was the first thing she, she, she had a huge problem with. And then of course she sends out this memo 
to people uh, in that workforce saying, don't cooperate with ICE. Uh, it's not your job. Uh, don't let them in the building. Don't cooperate with them. She wrote this memo. We're trying to get that memo, by the way. But we're trying to get uh, Democrats to vote with us. I think we're we're pretty good shape on the Republican side of nobody uh, uh, voting the other way. But uh, hopefully we can get two or three uh, Democrats because she's not ready to do this job. Uh, it, it, but it's like the rest of the secretaries and in, in Biden's uh, administration. Uh, there's not very, that, there's not very many good ones. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville on the Chris Salcedo Show, 4 p.m. Eastern, a must-watch Newsmax program. And as the clock ticks on a possible government shutdown due to the lack of a debt ceiling agreement, Stephen Moore, former senior economic advisor to the Trump administration, spoke about it with Prime News. Tell us what a default would look like and, and why it's important to not keep kicking this can down the road. Well, there isn't going to be a default on the debt. Um, it is true, though, that boy Joe Biden really got played by uh, by Kevin McCarthy, and now he's in a box. The president is with the walls collapsing on him. Um, he this position that he has, Jen, where he's not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling is just not a sustainable position. And when when you think about this, uh, was Janet Yellen, who I guess it was yesterday, came out and said. Congress has to pass the debt ceiling bill. They did, John. They just they passed a right. debt ceiling bill. He doesn't like the bill, but they passed it. And so I think there there has to be a negotiation here. I don't I don't think the Republicans should budge one inch on this. I think they should say we've done it. Let's see whether uh, do you think uh, that uh, Chucky Schumer can get fifty votes for anything in the Senate right now? I I seriously doubt it. So I think the Republicans are playing a strong hand. And it's not look. I'm not a rah rah Republican here. I'm just telling you as an economist. We have got to cut. We got to take a chainsaw out of this budget. I agree with the congresswoman. If I had my druthers, I'd cut 10 or 15 percent out of the budget. This actually allows spending to, to rise by one percentage point. That's far less than uh, Biden wants. Yeah, I mean, Democrats are running wild. They want a, a blank check to run the country without any That's questions right. asked. But, it, you know, in the same breath, Biden's framing the GOP as, you know, extreme MAGA Republicans, that they're holding the country hostage. Um, do you suspect that Biden is playing hardball in the days leading up to this meeting? I mean, I really don't see how risking a default benefits the country or, as I mentioned a moment ago, or himself politically um, as he's running for reelection. Well, look, I'm going to add something else. Chad, he's got a lot of nerve to say Republicans have to raise the debt ceiling and when he's the one who spent the $6 trillion, right? Republicans didn't vote. I mean, some Republicans did, but very few Republicans voted for any of that spending. Remember, they had completely control of the Congress and the White House, and they went on the biggest spending bid, the most – this is easily – and I've been in this business a long time, John. Joe Biden is – no one else comes close – to his financial recklessness for this country. And the idea, you put it very well, Jen, the idea that he's just telling Congress, give me a blank check so I can continue to spend and borrow like this. Our debt right now is $31 trillion. It is headed to $51 trillion if we stay on the path Biden wants us on. That's the former senior economic advisor to the Trump administration, Stephen Moore, on Newsmax's Prime News with Jen Pellegrino. That's weeknights at 9 o'clock Eastern. And if you didn't notice, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped about 400 points yesterday. That after being down 600 at one point. 
Don't forget, the feds are expected to raise interest rates again today. That announcement will be out this afternoon. Here's what the White House had to say yesterday. During his meeting with the leaders, the president will discuss initiating a separate process to address the budget and appropriations. That again, a White House spokesperson, Corinne Jean-Pierre. The meeting between House Speaker McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, and President Biden is scheduled for tomorrow. By now, you've probably heard it was announced yesterday that President Trump is going to appear in a CNN town hall next week in New Hampshire. Yes, a surprising announcement, and for many reasons, beginning with the highly contentious relationship that Trump and the network had during his presidency and the fact that he has not done an interview with the network since his 2016 campaign, the biggest recipient of the fake news moniker. And here are the headlines. The Hill. CNN's Trump town hall reignites debate over media coverage. Politico. Trump to sit down with CNN in implicit dig at Fox. Maybe it is. The Guardian. CNN's planned sit down with Trump faces criticism. And Vanity Fair says it's a risky move for CNN given the challenge of responsibly platforming the twice impeached, indicted, insurrection inciting former president. Again, that's the Vanity Fair. CNN's political director said in a statement essentially that they will treat Donald Trump like any other presidential candidate, responding to criticism. Wow, what a novel idea, treating all candidates fairly. Is Trump doing it to snub Fox? Maybe. Maybe he's doing it to reach the 2,000 people that watch CNN. Maybe CNN is doing it because they desperately need ratings. Donald Trump's friend and Ohio Senator J.D. Vance spoke to Newsmax about it. But the fact that he's going to CNN next week to sit down with CNN for a town hall, no less, that's not a shot at anyone. That's not a shot at DeSantis or anyone who wants to run against him. That, in my opinion, I know Trump, you, you know, we both know him a long time. That's a shot at Fox. Yeah, I, I know the president well, and I was actually surprised that he chose to do his first major you know, mainstream media event with CNN. But I, I, I think it goes to show that Trump, the man, is, is frankly bigger than any particular media network. We know, of course, that the entire mainstream media complex tried to destroy the guy in 2016. He got elected president. Uh, and so I, I, I think that any, any media network, whether it's Fox or anybody else, who thinks that they can alienate half the country and still maintain a viable business. I mean, look, Vice went out of business. Uh, you had a lot of media bankruptcies just in the last few years. It is not a viable business model to condescend and hate on half of the country. Unfortunately, that's where far too many people are going. But I hope, I hope that Fox doesn't go in that direction. Ohio governor and best-selling author J.D. Vance on the balance with Eric Bowling. That's weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern. And for more on the Fox News fallout, let's hear from Tucker Carlson himself. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. 
He's talking about Newsmax. I know he is. I actually proved it last week. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, look, the media world is still in shock and a good chunk of the audience as well. I mean, this was the most watched show in cable news. Tucker Carlson, great guy. Hey, have you seen? Uh, it looks like somebody is leaking videos of, well, Tucker, you know, in between commercial breaks. And let me tell you, <laughs> it's not pretty. I'm not talking about Tucker. Uh, look. When you when you're when you're on TV, you say things when you're not on TV, yet somebody's recording it and it can be kind of thorny. Are they trying to embarrass Tucker Carlson right now? What's going on overall? We're joined now by Chrissy Clark with the Daily Caller. She's a reporter there. She has a reaction with Chrissy Clark. Great video series. Also, Steve Krakauer from The Fourth Watch. He's an author, media critic. His new book, uh, uncovered how the media got cozy with power, abandoned its principles, and lost the people. And oh, by the way, a frequent guest on the Tucker Carlson Show. There he is, comes on Newsmax quite a bit. Hey, Steve, first to you, um, your overall reaction, what's going on right now, and uh, have you heard from Tucker? No, I mean, I, I've been, uh, I, I think he's under contract still. So the, the idea of, of certainly speaking publicly is, is out the window. It's, 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 it's got to all be worked out by the lawyers at this point. Oh, this is a seismic uh, moment in, the, in cable news and really the, the entire media landscape. This was, as you mentioned, the number one cable news show and arguably the most powerful force in the media in a snap fired. Uh, the reports are was preparing for his show last Monday night. And uh, was fired that morning, and so so it's it's still it's it, these leaked videos that are coming out. We still have not gotten any real clear evidence or clear indication of what actually was behind it. And the more time that goes by, the more it seems like maybe it was some sort of petty, almost incomprehensible thing that caused this to, this to happen. Because otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Well, the majority leader of the United States Senate was yelling and screaming about Tucker Carlson in March, kind of demanding his resignation. That's Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports, with media critic Steve Krakauer from The Fourth Watch. The majority leader of the Senate, Chuck Schumer, as Greg mentioned, is the one who demanded Tucker be fired. Democrats, Republicans, independents need to take a stand and call out Mr. Carlson's conduct for what it is, a dangerous, unforgivable attempt to destabilize our democracy and rewrite the history of the worst attack on our Constitution since the Civil War. So dramatic, Chucky. So did Fox cave to Congress or liberals overall? Who knows? But we will certainly learn more about what really happened and why as time goes on. And even though I played that Chucky Schumer cut, which only makes me think about a Trump cut from the past. I'm not going to play it today. You'll have to go back to yesterday's podcast to hear Schumer say erection. And what about this? The IRS has spent more than $10 million on weapons, ammunition, and combat gear. Now, I know when we're talking about Washington, $10 million is like a dollar, but WTF? The IRS, this obviously raising red flags and some Republicans continuing to voice concerns about the IRS being militarized for the purpose of intimidation. And you should probably be concerned as well. In other news, at least eight students and a security guard dead after a school shooting in Belgrade, Serbia today. Six other students and a teacher injured. 14-year-old student, a 14-year-old student taken into custody after reporting 
reportedly using his father's gun to carry out the attack. Again, this was in Serbia, wasn't in the United States, but again, people, lock up your guns. And the exodus from California continues, more specifically, the once great city of San Francisco. It is such a shame, such a fantastic city. More retailers say they're getting the hell out of the crime-ridden, shoplifting mecca of downtown San Fran. Nordstrom announcing it's closing two downtown San Francisco stores after more than 35 years. Anthropology's Market Street location and Saks off of Fifth also closed. In a statement, Nordstrom said the dynamics of downtown have changed dramatically over the past several years and have impacted customer foot traffic. That's putting it very nicely. They're saying people are afraid to go there, and a lot of people that do go there don't buy anything. They just steal it because they know they're not going to jail. Nothing is going to happen. Why pay? About a year ago, I was in a store in Charlotte which is also a blue city, fantastic city. I loved my time living in Charlotte. It's not crime-ridden and doesn't have massive amounts of homeless people living in the streets like they do uh, in San Francisco. But they do have a lot of shootings. At least someone gets killed every day there, but a lot of those shootings are drug-on-drug drug or crime-on-crime shootings. I was in a store waiting online to pay something, uh, pay for something, and two people walked right out of the store with handfuls of stuff that they weren't paying for. And of course, the people in the store didn't do anything. They didn't have any security or anything like that. And then you're standing online waiting to pay and people are thinking, everybody's just walking out with stuff. Why am I paying? Whole Foods, one of the most woke companies there is, is shutting down its flagship store in San Francisco as well due to employee safety concerns. They said that, not me. Whole Foods leaving out of concern for the safety of their employees. And this brings us to sports, where last night in San Francisco, the Lakers beat Golden State 117-112. Tonight, the Celtics hosting the 76ers, Philadelphia leading one game to none. In the Stanley Cup playoffs, round two, game one, the Carolina Hurricanes hosting the New Jersey Devils tonight. The Las Vegas Golden Knights host the Edmonton Oilers. If you're not already watching Newsmax TV, it is available on most major cable systems like Comcast, AT&T, Spectrum, Xfinity, Direct TV, Dish, Verizon, and many others, as well as platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, Zumo, and more. And make sure you download the Newsmax app on your phone. This way you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime, and stay up to date with all the breaking news. Don't forget about Newsmax.com as well. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your day or your night. See you right back here tomorrow. And in the meantime, my friend, keep fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. 
Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.